Hello everyone and happy Friday. The Eagles 2021 rookie minicamp is underway. Day one is complete and head coach Nick Sirianni, Marlon Tui Pelotu, Trayvon Grimes, and Jamie Newman are at the podium and it's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. The media asked Nick Sirianni several questions on a variety of topics, including Devontae Smith, Jamie Newman, Jalen Hurts being named the starting QB, his strategy as head coach on the practice field, and more. Before the break, you'll hear from Nick Sirianni and Marlon Tui Pelotu, and after the break, you'll hear from Trayvon Grimes and Jamie Newman. Take a listen. Are some of the things you're looking to get out of this uh your first mini camp as a head coach with the rookies yeah you know we we uh we set some goals for them and it was really it was to go out there and compete was to learn the offense the defense and the special teams you know get the get the basics down um get one percent better every day connect with their teammates all right and then finally the the fifth goal that we set for them was go out there and show us what we what you guys can do all right, that's that was the main thing. That was the main message: is go out there and show us what you guys can do. My my message to the the coaching staff was, hey, let's let these guys go out there and show us what they can do. Let's let's keep the installs very simple. Let's keep them very simple so they can go out there and they can and they can ex- exhibit their um, abilities on the field. So that was my message to the coaches, and that was my message to the players today this morning. Go ahead, Paul, and then Bo. Yeah, Nick. After this camp, you, there's a good chance you're not going to be able to work with these guys until the mandatory camp. How much do those 10 days that you're probably not going to get on the field and the 2,000-plus snaps, how much is that going to hurt these young kids and, and your quarterback who's trying to pick, going to be learning a new system? Yeah, you know, we, we take every single day that we get with them on the field is a is a definitely a true blessing to, to get out there to work because it is a process, right? You have to go through the ups and the downs of, you know, learning a new technique and learning a new offense and learning a new defense and learning a new special team. So any day we miss is obviously is obviously something that you don't want to happen as a coach or as a player that you're, that's that's developing. Um, so again, but it's really just you know count the days that we have, make the days that we that we that we have really count and get everything we can. When they're here, we're going to work our tails off and they're going to work their butts off to get everything we can get out of those of those players and uh, so they, they can get better because that's all it's about. Thanks. Bo and then Martin Frank. Hey, Nick. Um, you know, we always hear that, like, you, you, you don't really know a player until you get them in your building. Um, and both, both Devontae and Landon, you know, your top two picks have sort of been described as guys who can help sort of set a culture, um, you know, be, be culture setters. Have you already been able, like, what have you learned from those guys in just the couple of days that, that you've had them in terms of their personalities? Yeah, that's a good question, Bo. That, you know, they, Devante, you know, again, it's, it's pretty early, obviously just these last two days with them. Um, but Devante kind of is a, a lead by example, right? He's, he's just out there. He just seems determined at, at all times. Um, and he's just really can't wait for the information to get to him and can't wait to get better. And I think that's contagious. Um, and I know that's contagious. So let me rephrase that. The way he kind of works um, and he's gone about the meetings um, virtually 
Um, then today, also, which was virtual, and then being on the field with them. And then Landon, I, I know he works too, and he just got a different, they got a different personalities. And that's what's cool about football. You can lead in so many different ways, right? You can lead in so many different ways, but the common denominator of both of them, they both love football and they both work really hard. They're both ultra competitive and they both got a lot of talent. Um, and those are important parts of leading as well. So it's, it's been nice to get around them and, and kind of see what, how they lead because, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they, they have that special quality of being able to lead. Martin and then John McMullen. Hi, Nick. Um, I was wondering, um, obviously, what you guys liked about Jamie Newman and if you were able to get any kind of impressions from him today, you know, at training camp. I mean, at rookie camp, obviously, he's the only quarterback in camp. Yeah, Jamie is an impressive uh, – he's got great stats. He's a big man. Uh, you know, it's – I can just, you know, as we as we watch tape on him too, he's he's hard to bring down. He's really he's a good athlete, hard to bring down. He's he's really sharp. He's really sharp in the classroom. You can see why he was successful uh, at Wake Forest um, when he was there. So you know, it's just he's got qualities. He's got qualities to that you want to want to be able to develop. And and so good first day, good first day for Jamie. John and then Jeff McLean. Hey, Nick, you kind of talked about your uh, goals for the players. Uh, how about the goals for your coaching staff? Obviously, the first day for them with the players. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone's, you know, the guys that are new to me, I think they wanted to come out and impress me and, uh, you know, show show me that that I made the right decision and and of hiring them. And so that that was pretty cool to see them coaching. I, I know they they have a ton of energy. You can't fake what they have uh, every single day because they bring it every single day. But the goal for them again was the keeping it simple for the players. And and they've heard me talk about fundamentals and technique a million times. Like it, it's one of those things where I. I'm not going to stop either. I'm going to be relentless pit bull about fundamentals and techniques. So that was another main thing. Like we got individual time with them. Like when you guys were in there, uh, when you guys were at practice today, that was our individual time. Like they got individual time to improve the fundamentals and technique. That's what we, we know that through fundamentals and technique, that's how a player gets better. And that is our job. Our job as coaches is to put them in the best positions they possibly can be in so they can excel and to get them better as a football player player every day and we know the lifeline of that is technique and fundamental so that was uh that was something that we've just been stressing since we got here and I know they were they were chomping to you know get out there and 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 start teaching the way they teach their technique go ahead Jeff and then Nick Fierro uh Nick you know knowing that there's a strong chance that Jalen Hurts will win the starting quarterback job how much of the offense that you you've installed is is you know, designed to take advantage of his duality, you know, his mobility and athleticism, or is it just basically the offense as it is that you brought with you from Indianapolis uh, and, uh, and every court, you know, every quarterback has to kind of uh, work to that system. Yeah, Jeff, I, I don't believe that that's good coaching. when you, when you, uh, when you just say, here's our offense and let's go. You learn it. You know I, your your talents are this, and your talents are that. But here's what we run. That's that's just not that's just not good offensive football. Good offensive football is, and, and good defensive football, and good special teams football for that matter is adapting to the players that you have and playing to their strengths. So of course you know of course uh, Jalen has 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 uh, strong qualities of, of being able to extend plays and move around and extend plays. So you know we're we're definitely. Uh, 
looking at those things and, and, and doing those things. We've all had a very um, extensive amount of time uh, with quarterbacks that are mobile. And, and that's the same thing for Miles, right? Miles, how, what, what does he fit? Again, these are things that when we get on the field with him, we'll figure out a little bit more. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, still, that's still due to, uh, to be determined of, you know, what everybody's skill set is. And, and, but we are, we are putting in an extensive amount of offense and uh, Coach Steichen has done a great job and the, and the offensive coaches of, of really relaying the message to the players and installing it. And the players have done a great job learning it. Go ahead, Nick, and then Tim McManus. Hi, Nick. I'm um, just looking at some of these receivers up close here <clears throat> for the first time. Some of them, you know, jump out at you as maybe looking a little bit bigger than they're listed. Uh, Jamon Osmond, maybe, um, and even Grimes. Uh, maybe Grimes, maybe not as uh, is right height, but he looks a little thicker. Uh, can he be like a hybrid guy? And what about Osmond? What about the catch radius for somebody like him? Yeah, I think the one thing you that you really is hard to teach and you can't teach, right, is that speed and you can't teach size. And you you, you got out there today and they and they are. They're impressive. Uh they have impressive statures about them. Obviously, we knew that about them and we knew their heights and weights. We knew them up close. Uh we've seen them up close and yeah, they they have that they have that size and uh you know, I, I really was impressed with the way they, they moved out there today um, with that size. So they had good catch radius and strong hands. And, you know, I, I just thought they did a good job of moving around. And Aaron Moorhead did a good job of allowing allowing them to, to see what the skills they were. And, and Coach Steichen, as he scripted the plays, uh, he, he also was able to put their talents on display too. So it was good to go out and see them today. And, yeah, we are, we're excited to work with them and because they got they got tools. So also a tribute to, to Howie and his staff of getting good uh, free agents in here. Go ahead, Tim, and then Zach Berman. And Nick, there's been no shortage of uh, reports and speculation uh, attaching you guys to some prominent veteran quarterbacks out there. And you haven't named Jalen Hurts the starter. Uh, so what's the messaging been to Jalen so that he has an accurate understanding of where things stand with him? Yeah, you know what? We don't, we don't comment on uh, – Anybody on other rosters, um, so you know that there hasn't been any talk about that. You know, we don't, we just don't comment on anybody from other other rosters. We we just uh, really not no reason to go there w with anything. So, how about to Jalen of the messaging to him, so he has a good with, idea of where things are. With Jalen, it's just working to get better every day. We're learning the offense. We're in virtual meetings. We're learning the offense. Um, he's done a good – Jalen's done a heck of a job learning the offense. I'll, I'll say that. Like, he's impressive in there. Um, he's really got a good control of it. You know, when we're in these virtual meetings during virtual walkthroughs, again, I can't say enough about the offensive staff um, when, when I'm sitting in there and, and watching them go through a virtual walkthrough. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, and Jalen's just done a good job of of, of taking the, the plays that have been taught to him and he, he can really rattle off exactly what he's supposed to do on every single play. And it'll be, it'll be exciting to get on the field with him and, uh, and see him do it physically. Zach and then Ramadi. Hey Nick, we had a, a limited sample size obviously watching you today. I'm, I'm curious, how do you allocate your time on the practice field as a head coach? Are you watching a particular position or, or the offense more? Are you teaching, observing? What's your strategy as a head coach during practice? Yeah, you know, during individual, it's important that I, 
I, I thought as a, a coordinator, um, it was really important that I walked around to every position. You know, as an offense coordinator, it was important that I walked around in every position. You know, it's just a bigger stage now. It's just, or pardon me, bigger stage. It's just a more more players, right? Um, so I think it's important as a head coach that I walk from you know offense, defense, um, all all the way around and watch every every position. So that was that was my strategy today with the. Um, with as far as individual goes, when team when team gets up, up there, um, you know, and team, I'm there. We're all we're all there together. So I'm you know I'm being able to watch both sides of the ball at the same time. But we just got a beautiful. I mean, this is a great facility, as you guys have all seen. We have a the guys the guys in the grounds crew do a great job of taking care of the fields. It's beautiful. There's so much room to work and and walk around. And so I got a good workout going from drill to drill. I know that. So that was good. That was good as well. Rob and Elliot. Hey, Nick, how much of a priority is it for the Eagles in 2021 to find out if Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the future in 2022 and beyond? And do you think one year with a young team and a young coaching staff is good enough to accurately assess whether he can be that guy? You know, again, we're just we're just trying to get better every single day. And so I, I, I'm not even to that point right now of what 2022 is going to look like, to be honest with you. It's about getting better. It's a, such a long process. This is, and I, and I love the process about it. It's just every single day you got a chance to get better every single day over and over and over again. And that, yes, that applies for Jalen to get better. And that applies for everybody on our team to get better, a little bit better every single day. And that's all we're concerned about right now is how we're going to be better tomorrow than we were today. Are we going to put in the work today to be ready to be better tomorrow? And that, and honestly, that is all we're concerned about with every single player on our team right now. Uh, hey, Nick, you've oh, hey, hey, talked a lot about wanting to build a competitive environment with the team. I was curious at the quarterback position, how you balance wanting to have competition versus the benefit of somebody knowing they're the starter and the, you know, the benefits that come with that. <laughs> you guys won't leave this one, this one alone, will you? Um, no, I mean, it, it, it's competition in every position. Competition is great. Competition elevates everybody's play. If everybody's play. And it, uh -huh. if you come in and and you have somebody that's uh, co competing with you every single day. It makes you better. This is all part of the part of the strategy of we want everyone to feel that they're competing for the jobs. I'm competing for my job. Shane's competing for his job. Gannon's competing for his job. Like every single day, this is like there were so many people that want to do what we do um, in the NFL, right? And so many people like. So we got to compete. We got to fight. Everybody on this team's got to fight every single day to get better and to compete. And competition is never a bad thing. It, in my mind, competition is never a bad thing. It doesn't matter the position. It's never a bad thing. It takes people and the cream rises to the top when you compete. We'll go to Brandon and then EJ. Uh, hey, Nick, just wanted to ask about Zach Ertz, obviously, uh, how he was asked about him during the draft there. You know, there's been speculation, you know, he's been uh, given permission to seek a trade. Have you personally talked with him, though, and have you kind of stressed that you really want him here in Philly? Yeah, I've, I've talked to Zach again, but my conversation with Zach will, I'm going to keep that between Zach and I, but let's just be honest, like, of, of course, Zach's a great football player. He showed that he's a great football player for a very long time. Um Man, he's made a ton of plays. I got to see a ton of tape on Zach, um, obviously, when I got here this year. And then also in 2018, my first year with the Colts, we watched a ton. And so Zach's, Zach's a heck of a football player, um, and he's, he's, he's been a heck of a football player for a long time in this league. 
Go ahead, EJ, and then Ed Kratz. Nick, you mentioned, you know, your first impressions of Devontae off the field, but on the field, what was it like today? What stood out? Yeah, the, you know, as advertised, he catches everything. Like, that ball touches his hands, he, touch, he catches it. He's really long. All right, I think you guys saw that, right? He's got long arms, and he's got a big catch radius. So, even – again, you just – you just don't know exactly what you, – you, you got a really good idea, right, of what you have. And then when you get him on the field, then you just be like, man, we can do this and we could do that. Maybe he can do this that maybe we didn't think he could do. Um, so, you know, it just showed his length. He showed his unbelievable hands. And he showed – I just thought he showed excellent, excellent ability to change directions at the top of the route. Even better than what I saw on tape, to be 100% honest with you. Like, so, again, a lot of things that I, I expected because we, we spent a lot of time watching him. Um, uh, all his catches the last uh, couple years. And, but, you know, it was even it – was, it was great to see him in person. And he, he's got a lot of talent to him and look forward to working with him. We have time for two more, so we'll go to Ed and then Jeff Skaversky. Hey, Nick, uh, two things if I could. First, how did it feel for you to take the field as a head coach for the first time? And, and secondly, Landon Dickerson uh, was out there kind of jogging around, looked pretty good. Uh, what's the plan for him this weekend, and where does he stand in his rehab? Yeah, good question. Um, for me, first, for your first question, uh, for me as a head coach, you know, I've been going to football practices uh, since I've been four years old uh, with my dad uh, being a football coach. And, you know, from it's just it's just so I've been this has been the thing I've been doing my entire life. Right. So football practice to me is it's it's the same over and over and over again. The things that I've been that I've ta been taught that are very important in football. It's the same thing over and over again. It's just I have different responsibilities. When I was four, I was I had those me and my brothers had those uh, pads on the side, those dummies, and we were hitting each other with them with the ball I'm practicing good ball security uh just a little different now right so I've just been doing this my my whole life so really the only difference is you know kind of to I think it was Bo's question that I just kind of moved around the field more instead of just you know when I was a position coach I was with that position during individual when I was an offense coordinator I was with the offense now I was just with the entire team so it was just football practice, business as usual. Sure, it was it was exciting for my first uh, football practice as a head coach. I, I'd be lying if I if I said I wasn't excited and to, to FaceTime my wife and my and my kids this morning and said, "Hey, it's first day of football practice here as a head coach." And I, I was excited, of course. Um, and your second question, I'm sorry, I got going on that a little bit. That's all right. Yeah, Landon Dickerson, uh, uh, he was out there jogging around, looked pretty good. What, what's the plan for him this weekend? And then. Where does he stand in his rehab? Yeah, you. you know, it's just for him this weekend is just the walkthroughs, you know, be, being involved in the walkthroughs, learning the offense. So a lot of the goals we just talked about with everybody else, obviously he can't do them at the same speed. Um, you know, not going to set a timetable on, on Landon and his return, but he is working hard and our train. We got great training staff and great strength staff that are working, working hard with him um, to get him ready to go as soon as he's able to. Hey, last one here with Jeff. Hey, Nick, um, to kind of feed off the previous question about your first day, I imagine you were nervous and you said you were excited, but do you have any moments there where you're going, wait a minute, I am the head coach. I am the head coach. I have to remind myself that I'm the head coach. Did you have any moments like that? And then with the schedule being released this week and seeing your guys, I know it's incredibly early, but when you look around, you say, hey, this team can be special. I know people may not on the outside expect it to be special, but I know that we can do something special. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I've been the head coach for the last four months, so it wasn't like I stepped on the field today and I'm like, oh, I'm the head coach. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like I, maybe the first week I, I came in here, I was kind of like, oh, I'm the, I'm the head coach. But, you know, today it was – I've been the head coach for the last four months I've been here. So, you know, really really didn't have that moment again. It was it was cool to, to talk about it with my wife this morning. But, no, just, just business as usual on the practice field. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about working with this team. Like – um, and of, of course, our hopes are our hopes are high, and we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can do to get better every single day. Um, that is our messaging. Is you know, it's a process. It's a climb, right? It's a process. It's a climb. We, we just love to climb. We love the process of get, of trying to get better every single day in all that we do in our core values, um, and then on the football field as well. Hey, Marlon. Uh, welcome to Philly. Um, there were some draft analysts who thought that you were gonna taken a few rounds earlier even than you did um i'm assuming that you don't think that there are 188 players in that draft uh better than you and is there extra motivation that you had to wait a little while longer to hear your name called i mean uh like with me now i'm just glad to be here with philly you know uh like whatever happened happened and i'm I'm over it already i'm just glad to be here in philly and excited to get to work We'll go to Paul and then Jess Kaversky. Hey, Marlon. I uh, wanted to ask you about something you talked about on draft night, which is your wrestling background. Um, I mean, so many defensive tackles uh, are ex-wrestlers, and it clearly helps with your leverage, your hand use, uh, staying on your feet. Talk about all of that and how, it, how it's helped you in football. Right. I mean, yeah, the only reason I did wrestling back in high school was to help me become a better football player. And, yeah, like just – understanding the body and how to maneuver it in certain positions to to your advantage. And then it helps with having violent hands and then uh, good feet, like being able to stay balanced even in un uncomfortable situations. So, like, things like that definitely help me become a better football player. Thanks. Jeff and then Martin. Oh, Jeff, I think you're on mute. Sorry, my first time on Zoom. <laughs> Obviously, you've dreamed of this, getting to this point. To strap on that helmet this weekend, to go out on that field, what is the excitement level for you and the sense you get from the other rookies and draft picks? And, and what are your impressions of Nick Sirianni? Um, you know, he seems like an excited guy. He's going to get his first chance to see you guys on the field this weekend. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Um, excited to be here. Like, that's. I feel like that's the vibe. Of, I'm getting from all the rookies. Like we've already uh, created uh, connections with each other, so that's that's been great. Um, I think we're all excited to, you know, just be here to uh, like live out our our lifelong dreams. Like, and uh, we're just here to to learn and from these coaches, meet these coaches, and learn from them, and to help us become better football players. And can I just follow up on your impressions of Nick so far and his excitement level to see you guys out on the field and work with you guys even in the classroom? Oh yeah, like we've already met with uh, Coach Sirianni a couple of times, and and it, and his his energy, like that's something that stands out to me, and um, I'm excited to learn from him and 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 the rest of the coaching staff for sure. Martin and then Zach. Hey Marlon, um, you're obviously part of a pretty large rookie class, and you know last year they had ten draft picks, and they'll probably have like you know about ten next year as well. Do you feel like you and like a lot of the younger guys? I mean eventually like 
this is like the opportunity for, for the Eagles to kind of become your team going forward, like, you know, a couple of years down the road and everything. Do you look at it that way? I mean, for me, I'm just living it day by day, like just trying to let things sink in. I mean, like, again, like this has been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. So f to finally uh, make it become a reality, I'm, I'm just excited to be here and, and continue to learn and, and uh, have these coaches and uh, people around me just help me become a better football player and a better person. Zach and then Bo. Hey, Marlon, because of your background as a nose tackle, I don't know if you get typecast or you get described more as, as like a, a run-stuffing type player. How are you as a pass rusher, and what do you want to do to, to develop that area of your game going forward? Um, yeah, of, like uh, that's something I definitely want to get better at. Like over my overall game, I definitely want to get better at. But um, rushing the pasture, I feel like that's something I can uh, develop here in Philly, having guys like Javon uh, Hargrave and Fletcher Cox and uh, even the edge guys as well, like they're all great pass rushers, and that's something I can, I'm excited to do once they get here and, and learn from them. If I can follow up at, at USC, were you uh, penetrating a lot, or or was it mainly occupying blockers? A little bit of both, you know, just trying to uh, hold the hold the hold the point, and then also being disrupted at the same time. Uh, trying to make my plays whenever they were they they come to me, try to make my plays and and things like that. Like just trying to stay inside of the defense and what they wanted from us as a as a player. Thank you. Go ahead, Bo, and then Ed Kratz. Hey, Marlon. As you as you have gotten to know, uh, you know the rest of the rookies over the last couple of days. Who has you know uh, made an impression on you? Is there anybody who's sort of like you know the most talkative guy or anything like that uh, when you guys are all together? I mean, like, uh, right now I'm, I'm mainly with the D-line, so just getting to know uh, Milton, uh, Milton, Teron, and, and Jaquan, uh, I'm excited, like, being around those guys because they're, they're all cool guys, you know, hard workers and, and funny guys as well. So just trying to uh, create a connection, off, all four of us uh, being rookies and stuff, just trying to create that connection with each other. Thank you. Go ahead, Ed. Hey, Marlon, I just, you know, your impression so far of, you know, Philadelphia and, uh, you know, the facility where you're going to be, uh, you know, training for, you know, a very long time, I guess, hopefully. Uh, just your impressions, your first impressions of the, uh, those two things. Uh, it's been great. You know, it's my uh, first time out here in the East Coast. So coming here to Philly, like, it's been great. So, like, I'm excited to be here, like I keep saying, and, and, and just going to continue to keep working and, and things like that. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, Marlon, I just want to 
V-A-N-29.com. Hey, Trayvon. Uh, yeah, welcome to Philadelphia. I just wanted to ask you, uh, you've probably been asked this a lot, but were you, how surprised were you when you were not drafted? I imagine you probably thought you would be picked at some point. Uh, was it a surprise to you? And uh, how did you come kind of kind of come to grips with that? Uh, you know, uh, life saying I always say is everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, I feel like um, it happened for a reason, but um, I'm here now. Um, I'm an eagle. I'm excited to get to work and, you know, I can make my own path now. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited just to be here. Zach and then Paul Domowich. Hey, Trayvon, I, I know Brian Johnson's not your position coach here, but you obviously worked closely with him in college. What was your background like with him working with him? And was that something you considered at all, having a familiar face when you decided where to sign? Uh, yeah, you know, being at Florida with Coach Johnson was a, an amazing experience. You know, me and him talked uh, daily um, at Florida, and, you know, the relationship hasn't changed since I've been here. I was just actually talking to him um, earlier. Um, me and his relationship is very tight, um, and, you know, that bond, um, you know, was a, a factor in um, wanting to come here, be closer with him, and, you know, it's it's worked out well so far. Paul and then Rob Motti. Yeah, Trayvon, that was good. He stole my question. I was going to ask you about Brian, but uh, tell me about your role in uh, in in, in Florida's offense. Uh, how, how they used you? Uh, how you envision, you know, yourself at this level? Uh, in Florida's offense or this offense? Florida's first. Uh, in Florida's offense, you know, um, I was used as a, um, you know, a, a deep threat receiver, um, a big body receiver. Um, so I was pretty much used as everything, um, as you could say. Um, as far as this offense, you know, I'm open-minded. I'm, I'm ready to do whatever I need to do, you know, to make the team. Um, not sure what my role is, but whatever it is, you know, I'll give 100, 110% and, and, and do my best. Rob and then Bo Wolf. Hey, Trayvon, what was the post-draft process like for you? And what appealed most to you about the Eagles? It's a team that obviously invested in Devontae Smith. Uh, Jalen Rieger last year. So there's a lot of competition in a wide receiver room. What, what appealed to you most about coming here? Um, what appealed most about me coming here, you know, um, one of the biggest factors, like I just talked about, is Coach Johnson. Um, the connection with him was, um, like I said, amazing at Florida. Um, Post-draft, like I said, I, I talked with Coach Johnson, me and him talked, um, and the ultimate decision to come here was it was the best fit for me. Um, new coaching staff, new players, um, and just coming in, and I felt like it was a good fit. So, um, overall, uh, I felt like it was a great decision, and I'm excited to be an Eagle. Go ahead, Bo, and then Zach. Hey, Trevon, I'll, uh, I'll ask you about Coach Johnson again, um, since you guys seem to have such a close connection. You know, what, what makes him a good coach? You've had a lot of good coaches. What, uh, you know, why do you guys have a good connection? Um, you know, Coach Johnson, he knows how to use his players. Um, he, he puts players in positions to, you know, um, be their best. Uh, he's a phenomenal coach. He's a phenomenal quarterback's coach. Um, like at Florida, he was with Kyle Trask. He was phenomenal with Kyle Trask. And, um, you know, he, he knows how to um, run offenses and, and put players, like I said, in positions to um, do what they're best to do. And that's what he helped me with at Florida. And, you know, um, just he knows how to put players in positions to make plays. So. Zach and then Martin. Hey, Trayvon, you started your college career in like a loaded Ohio State offense. And then you were in a Florida offense with two first-round uh, uh, pass catchers there. How has has that 
either help you or, or, or shape you as a player kind of competing with these top players this past five years or four years? Um, you know, it's helped me a lot in a very good way. Um, being able to play with such uh, high-tier players has taught me um, maturity um, and mental uh, the mental game, you know, being able to go out there and know you're playing with, uh, you know, two first rounders I was playing with, um, knowing you may not get the ball, but, you know, you got to make your your uh, your name, your presence felt on the field somewhere else. So um, it's taught me a lot to um, be able to learn how to deal with, you know, um, not getting the ball every play and still having to, uh, you know, make a name for yourself on the field. And, and I feel like that'll translate well to the NFL because, you know, playing here, there's, you know, we have Devontae Smith, Rieger, all them receivers, but there's only one ball. So how would you make yourself... Um, how would you make your name felt on the field without the ball? And that's something that I feel like I know how to do very well. Go ahead, Martin. Hey, I was going to ask kind of a similar type question. So if I could pivot a little bit. Um, so playing with Kyle Pitts specifically, like how, how did that help you? I mean, just kind of like what, what could you learn from him? Maybe like the way he ran routes, uh, maybe the way he ran after he caught, caught the ball, stuff like that. I mean, that you can apply to your game. Uh, playing with Kyle Pitts uh, was, you know, nothing less than great. Um, you know, he helped me a lot with route running and being such a big receiver. Um, you know, he's a big tight end, and we we both worked on, you know, coming out of breaks, um, little things like that, high-pointing the ball, attacking the ball in the air, using your body to block out, you know, DBs. So we worked on a lot of things like that. Uh, Coach G also helped. Coach Billy Gonzalez, my super coach at Florida, also helped us um, with stuff like that, and um, I feel like that will translate well at the next level. We'll go to Ed Kratz next. Hey, Trayvon, I just, being the big-bodied receiver, I'm just curious, is there any receiver that you kind of uh, looked at in the NFL while you were uh, coming through? And then how familiar are you with Devontae Smith being an, you know, an SEC guy? Uh, growing up, a uh, receiver that I always watched growing up was uh, Calvin Johnson. He obviously doesn't play anymore, but, you know, he's one of the, the greatest uh, receivers to do it. Um, big-bodied receiver, fast, strong. Um, you know, that's somebody who I idolized growing up and watched. Um, and Devontae Smith, I actually just started, um, you know, talking to him and, you know, getting to know him a little bit more. And he's very cool, um, down-to-earth, humble um, guy. You know, um, being his teammate is an honor. Um, and I'm looking forward to learning um, things from him as a receiver. Hey, Jamie. Uh, welcome, first of all. I'm sure you had a lot of interest around the league after the draft was over. Um, who were some of the other teams that, that showed interest and why ultimately did you choose Philly? Um, you know, you know, actually, you know, uh, Philly, you know, just the relationship, you know, you know, the relationship, you know, my agent, you know, Philly was the first one to reach out to me and um, felt like it was a perfect fit, you know, loved everything, you know, organization stood for and was just thankful for a tremendous opportunity, you know, um, very thankful for that opportunity from the Eagles organization. Go ahead, Zach, and then Ed. Hey, Jamie, good to meet you virtually here. Uh, what made you decide to transfer from Wake Forest and then also opt out uh, last football season? Yeah, um, you know, after, you know, uh, graduating from Wake Forest, you know, wanted to take my grad year, uh, try to go to a pro-style offense. Um, you know, just unfortunately, you know, COVID, you know, when COVID hit, um, it hit my family, um, hit my community a little bit harder, um, you know, than, you know, than others, I would say, but... Uh, and yeah, it was just a, you know, at the time, you know, it was a tough decision to make a lot of variables, but, um, you know, I just, you know, went with what was best for me, what was best for my family and what was best for my future. Go ahead, Ed and then Martin. 
Hey, Jamie, welcome to Philadelphia. Uh, just your, your, what were your, did you have many pre-draft uh, conversations with the Eagles, uh, you know, leading up to the draft? And then what do you know about the quarterback situation here in Philadelphia? Um, yeah, uh, definitely met with Philadelphia down at the Senior Bowl. Um, had a great interview. Uh, felt like all the guys were, you know, the, all the scouts were great. Um, and then just talking about the QB situation, um, you know, I'm just, you know, blessed, honestly. You know, got two guys who won at very high levels, you know, Jalen being a national champion, Joe Flacco being a Super Bowl winner. Um, you know, I just want to be, you know, have the opportunity to learn from those guys and day by day just get better as a quarterback, get better as a, you know, a professional. Martin and Bo. Hey, Jeremy. Um, I want to ask kind of more about Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't know if, if you if you knew of him. I mean, if you knew him before and everything. And also, like, do you kind of pattern – like the way you play, like around his game, like do you see like similarities in, in the style you, you, you guys both have? Uh, yeah, definitely met uh, Jalen, um, definitely coming out of high school at the same time. So I met him at the Elite 11 semifinals, um, you know, always been the same guy, extremely humble, you know, very mature, even from a young age. Um, and uh, just as far as, you know, play style, I think, you know, we have a lot of similarities. Um, so and in this QB room, I'm trying to pick up from, you know, any of these guys, you know, whether it be Joe, whether it be Jalen, you know, something they each do, you know, really well. You know, if I could pick up on it and add it to my game, you know, that'd just be a blessing, you know. Franklin. Hey, Jamie, um, not not to, uh, you know, bemoan the decision to, to opt out last year, but was that something that teams were interested in um, throughout the draft process and asking you a lot of questions about? Yeah, so uh, funny you asked that. Uh, every, you know, we got a chance to meet with 32 teams at the Senior Bowl. Every team asked. And um, even when I had my interviews later after the Senior Bowl, you know, Zoom, they still wanted to uh, ask that question one more time. Um, How do you feel like, do you think that's fair? Uh, like, you know, that was a personal decision. You know, do you think it should affect your draft status? Um, you know, yeah, I think it's fair, um, you know, definitely just because, you know, organizations, you know, they're putting a lot of stock into, you know, the quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, you know, whether or whether or not, you know, that was a decision made, I'm just, you know, just blessed for the opportunity I got here, you know, blessed for the opportunity I got to get my foot through the door. And I just want to learn and keep growing day by day. Well, you just came no, you just came down. Yeah, that's it. Hey, Jamie, what's your early interactions been like with uh, QB's coach, Brian Johnson, and what are you looking to accomplish in this minicamp? Yeah, um, early interactions with Coach Johnson have been great. Um, he's coming from Florida. You know, he was great. I uh, heard a lot from him. You know, I had a friend down there at Florida play quarterback, Emory Jones. Um, so I heard a lot of good things about Coach Johnson. Then when I first met with him, you know, it was instant connection. You know, he's a very, you know, very genuine guy, and he loves to teach men. So. Um, and I'm just, you know, extremely thankful for that. And um, what was your second part of the question? Oh, uh, what are you looking to get out of this mini camp? Yeah, um, you know, I'm just trying to get better every day. Um, you know, just get comfortable in the system, get better, you know, just show, you know, I can command a huddle, you know, just the little things every day, you know, day by day that makes a quarterback special. Paul and then Ruben Frank. Jamie, one last opt-out question. How did you... When did you start training? I mean, how did that whole process go for you? When, I mean, it's it's obviously it was weird last fall not playing football when 
when everybody's playing, well, not everybody. I mean, you're, you were one of dozens and dozens of people that opted out, but when, how did your training go? Where did you train? That sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, official opt out day was like, uh, announcement was September 1st. Um, but I had made the decision two days, two, three days prior. So I, you know, I immediately went home with my family. Um, just, you know, was training there with my family up until probably, I would say the middle of September. And then I made my transition to Atlanta where I was put on a full schedule uh, with my quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, where we would have, you know, meetings in the morning, meeting board session, um, take a quick break, uh, grab breakfast, you know, go throw, you know, work on skill sharpening, accuracy drops, um, you know, any of that. And then we would take a quick lunch break and then I would go get my strength and conditioning in. Um, whether that day is be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, be lateral days, Tuesday and Thursday, um, opposite. So um, just taking that five days out the week and crushing that all, you know, all throughout that September, probably mid-September all the way through December until I transitioned into my, you know, combine training down at Pensacola, Florida. A, a, a quick follow. Uh, uh, well, you worked with Quincy. I know Jalen did too. Did you guys cross paths at all? Um, yeah, so uh, last year when Jalen was going through the process, I actually had the opportunity, you know, to uh, get a workout or two with him, you know, and just see how he, you know, approached the whole thing. Like I said, he's very mature, very professional. And so right there, that was already, a, you know, a learning experience right there from Jalen. Okay, we have time for a couple more. So we'll go Rube, Zach, and then John. Hey, uh, welcome to Philadelphia. I, I was just wondering how much you missed football over the last year. Obviously, you were practicing and working out, but just the, the competition, the game days and, and all that. And, and also, um, you know, it's unusual situation because there's only two other quarterbacks on the roster. How much of a factor that was to, to coming here as well? Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, I'm just excited to be back in football, you know, just be, being in the full realm of it, you know, just being in that locker room camaraderie you get, you know, the energy you get from the guys, you know, you spend time with, you know, connecting. And then, of course, you know, just the love of the game. You know, you put so much time and effort into, you know, studying the game, trying to perfect your craft, and then, you know, just having an opportunity to just go out there and try to get better, you know, whether that be 1% better at anything, you know, you focus on for the day. Um, so, and – um you know, the situation, like I said, you know, Philly, I'm extremely thankful for the opportunity um, for this organization gave me. And so the opportunity was a no brainer for me. Thank you. Hey, Zach. Hey, Jamie, you've essentially had one uh, season as a full time starter. Um, so you're probably viewed as, as, as a developmental quarterback. Where does most your development need to come to to kind of get to where you want to go in the league? Um, definitely just mental, uh, just, you know, learning more about ball. Um, you know, you know, there's always more ball you can learn as a quarterback, especially, you know, me coming from, you know, RPO base, you know, vertical read based offense. There's so many, there's so, so many, so many things that I can learn, you know, just from being in this system, being in a full practice, you know, it's just all things that I can learn from and grow, you know, gradually. And that's what just, I'm trying to do every day, just trying to get better at 1%. My last question here with John. Hey, Jamie, um, I just wanted to follow up a little bit on you working with Quincy and obviously Jalen was there. Curious if you could uh, expound a little bit on how much you guys work together. But Quincy just kind of works with people one at a time, how all that kind of worked out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was, you know, I worked out with him probably twice during his pre-draft process, just on a couple of days where they were like, you know, 
it's okay for you to squeeze in because when that pre-draft process, you know, they were one-on-one. You know, Quincy was fully devoted to Jalen, um, trying to get him prepared for the next level. So whenever, you know, I would hit Quincy, you know, if there's any session that I could squeeze into, you know, just to learn, you know, just to learn from, you know, Quincy and Jalen as well. And so I, I probably got into like two of those sessions with Jalen.